0: Good morning, Pyle. Happy Friday. Doorstep of the weekend. 7 o'clock. Jim and cake today. Cake. Morning. Off IR. (laughs)
1: That's
0: one one way to put it. (laughs) Good to have you back, buddy. Good to have you back. Glad you're feeling better. Me
1: too. Uh, Zero out of 10. Do not recommend getting COVID. And I had like a mild case too. That was the other thing. The frustrating part for me was that I had a cold beforehand leading up to it, like a generic general, okay, right. you know, that wintry December cold we all get. And by hook and by crook, other people in our building started getting sick, and I said, all right, well, just got to make it through the week. Just got to make it through. The grind will be just okay. got to power through it. And come Saturday when the coughing fit was just a little too much, I said, all right, probably, probably want to just double check that this isn't something not a bad idea, worse, and then took the test and it's, and it was one of those moments where it was like, I'm reading the instructions and it says, okay, you know, even like a faint line should be considered a positive test. So, you know, if it's even faint, you know, just see if it's, you know it might still be positive, you know then I look bright red yeah it was there, there it was, was no doubt it was a no this, doubter this one this one was down the pipes you know hole in one it was I mean there wasn't even and a,
0: n- in this case not a
1: not a good one not no.
0: not a yeah normally we think hole in one it's a good thing this was oh, not, yeah. not not a good one
1: this is not good
0: well we're we're glad you're back glad Thank you, you glad you're feeling better um San Francisco's now won seven straight games,
1: with like three different quarterbacks. Yeah. Well, te- technically two, but
0: it's inc- who would have thought
1: Brock Purdy would be like the story of the 2022 NFL season?
0: Mister Irrelevant, Brock Purdy.
1: Doesn't that just add like a little bit of sweetness to it? Oh, of
0: course it does, and it look it shows the genius of John Lynch. Kyle, and Shanahan. And Kyle Shanahan of Lynch decided, "Hey, look, let's take this guy. Why not? We, we 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 traded up to get Trey Lance. We've you know they they were bringing back Jimmy Garoppolo. I think at that point they had not brought Garoppolo back, or they Garoppolo was still there. They hadn't traded him yet. He was still on the team, right? And so, they're like, but this Brock Cur- Birdie kid from Iowa State, he wasn't bad." For Matt Campbell, let's you know, let's go ahead and bring him in. Let's draft him with the final pick of the draft, and he might end up being the future of this team and not Trey Lance. <laughs> Who would have thought that? But there was a couple of touchdown passes last night. Had was a, like an oblique injury, and there was a, some uncertainty about whether he'd play last night. But he did, and he played well through the two touchdown passes. They beat Seattle. San Francisco the most dangerous team in the league right now? Without question. Because what do they have to lose? Well, I I just think right now the way their defense is playing, they've won seven straight. And during that stretch, they have beat both occupants of SoFi, both defending Super Bowl champion Rams and the Chargers. Arizona New Orleans, Miami, which is a team that's on... That's a good team. a, ...a playoff contender. Tampa Bay... Seattle now you might look at the record and go yeah of that group, Miami's probably the best of the bunch yeah, but uh, Tampa's still a they're they're a playoff contender in a bad NFC South right now but, but still see, a playoff contender likewise for New Orleans well
1: and here's the rest of their schedule Washington commanders on Christmas Eve yeah Las Vegas Raiders New Year's Day and home to the Arizona Cardinals. I mean, you're gonna get at least two of those. I mean they're Might ske- even get all three. Their
0: schedule's been relatively soft when you when you look at it. I mean, their the, the toughest game that they had was Kansas City. And they got smoked forty four to twenty three in that game.
1: And you know what? That's that's more a reflection of Kansas City than anything yeah. else, I think.
0: I just think it's the Niners are a dangerous football team because of their defense. Yeah. And and all of a sudden now, the, the, in the offense, what they, they made the the bold move to trade for Christian McCaffrey. You know, Debo Samuel's out with a high ankle sprain. Right. They'll, they'll hopefully have him back in the near future. I just think, and now with the, with the play of Brock Purdy, and we'll see what happens when Garoppolo comes back, whether they stick with Brock Purdy or they turn back to Garoppolo, that... They're they're a team you got to keep an eye on right. Now. I mean, they've won 7 straight. That's and I don't look and so, I don't care I don't care who you play. You right. we talk about how the, the you know the the teams they have played have not been exactly a murderers row. It's not like they played Buffalo. Well, they it, played Dallas or they you know they played Philadelphia, but to win 7 straight and the way they've done it is damn impressive in my book. And and to think back to at the start of the
1: season, they opened up 2022, where they lost to the Bears, who would go on to become the first team eliminated from playoff contention in the league. Then they beat the Seahawks. Then they lost to the Broncos, which were are so, still kind of how? reeling from that. How? How? Now did that happen? Because Cheese stepped out of the end zone. That's that's your difference maker right there.
0: <laughs> so I'm like, Priscilla went, ah, oh god, oh my god.
1: Then they beat the Rams, and you know what? The Rams are not good this year. I'm sorry. No, they're, just they're not.
0: They're they're just not
1: beat the Panthers, and then dropped a game to the Falcons. Then they dropped that game to Kansas City. Since then, they haven't lost. Beat yeah. the Rams, Chargers, Cardinals, Saints, Dolph, uh, Dolphins, Buccaneers, and Seahawks again. And and again, look, yeah, that's a soft schedule, but you still got to win those games. I mean, if anything else, that's almost you're now expected to win those, those soft opponents or those, those soft games. And they did, and some of these are, I mean, to destroy Tampa Bay. and that's what it was. It was nothing nothing short of destruction of the Buccaneers. 35 seven. they got a pretty good handle on the on the Cardinals and the dolphins, the Rams, you know, just they've won
0: and they've won convincingly. and and they've won. With Brock Purdy at quarterback, Mister Irrelevant, he's two and zero. Oh. You know, Jimmy G was they were he was a guy they're going to get rid of at one point. Yeah, and and here they are, surging on a seven game winning streak. So I, I guess the the question I posed to the pile today are, are are the Niners the most dangerous team out there right now? Which team is the most dangerous team? Is it is it Kansas City? You can't you can't kick him off that list? No. I just think right now San Francisco's defense is that good. Kansas City top offense in the league, their defense is not great. It's what, seventeenth ranked, I believe, which is not horrific. But what what did what happened on Sunday? Right. Broncos scored points and made plays. Fortunately, I mean for them the, the defense set it up with some you know, with a with a rare off game for Patrick Mahomes in terms of, of turning the football over just your, your thoughts on this today and you know kind of carry over what we talked about the other day with with Nikola Jokic getting the the Michael Jordan MVP trophy we had Bill Hanslick on who said that in his opinion that Nikola Jokic is the greatest nugget of all time and it's not even up for debate I think he I think um, he is I think he is but I, I tend to agree with Buckeye in this one we we At first, I'm like, yeah, that that sounds right. That feels right. And then you look at some of the numbers, like, well, for Alex English. Alex English is the one that is the immediate comp. He's not there yet in terms of, yes, MVP hardware, most decorated, yes. Statistically, he's put up numbers that nobody has. But in terms of career numbers, and there's a lot of chapters to still be written for Nikola Jokic. Oh, yeah but i mean still right now scoring 6 points less than alex english did throughout the course of his career
1: i will say this i am of the the mind and i don't know if necessarily this is the team to do it but maybe you hold out hope but if if he gets a ring that to me is the
0: start and end of the well, conversation well yeah and and to get this to me to get this team to the finals to get them there yeah, because he's got them to a Western. Well, it was really more Jamal Murray in the bubble than it was Nikola. But they they got, got there. They got to the finals, lost the Lakers, who they play tonight, right here on the team, and and so I, I guess just your thoughts about that today. You know, little little NBA talk on a Friday. You got some other thoughts as well. Broncos and Cardinals on Sunday. Is it what's the thing that you're looking forward to seeing Sunday with the Broncos and Cardinals? Question mark. I mean, it's. It's going to be Colt McCoy it. and most likely Brett Ripon. I think it looks highly unlikely still. that I don't know. They that, Russ you know, was
1: practicing.
0: Yeah, I don't. He may he, play. I hope. I hope he doesn't. I was going to say. I, Please don't. Don't play. Look,
1: we've we've had too many examples. I mean, you think about yeah. last year, right? Last year you had Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. Who had a pair of scary concussions that ultimately shut him down for the rest of the year, and and last year was a little bit different because there was still like a glimmer of hope in December. Now it's forget it.
0: Yeah. I I just, at, at this point in time, you know, whether I don't know whether he should continue playing throughout the course of the season, just because of all the injuries. Right. I don't, let's, let's just go week by week here, shall we? And I just think this week, just seven days removed from, from being concussed. I know he wants to play. I get it. And I, and I admire that and respect that tremendously however, but sometimes you have sometimes others have to protect you from you and that's why there's the the protocols I mean that's why they had to make changes in season because of the Tonga Viola situation well, and look at what how, happened and how poorly that was handled look at
1: and, it, well, look at just what happened recently with um, the Patriots and then I'm blanking on the name but the receiver who clearly was you know he was wobbly and his teammate had to like wave off everybody And, and the to,
0: independent you know medical you know advisor up in the booth didn't see it How do you miss
1: that That's your job that is literally your job How do you miss that
0: Um Yeah I I just don't I I I don't I don't You know
1: you you getting off this
0: track for just was, a second It was um Devonte Parker. Thank you,
1: Devonte Parker.
0: I could I couldn't remember either. So,
1: you posed the question. What are you looking forward to about this Sunday's Broncos game? I, mean, I mean,
0: what's what's the silver lining here? It is going to be
1: absolutely snapping a losing streak. Gorgeous weather. It's going to be beautiful. Forty four degrees at kickoff.
0: Absolutely fantastic.
1: Fantastic. Or at least that's what I'm I'm looking at here. It's you know Denver weather. Looking at Sunday, uh high of 42, less than 1% chance precipitation. A little partly cloudy.
0: Thank you, weatherman. You're welcome. I just... I guess this snap is what, five-game losing streak? I've,
1: But but you what know. good does that do you? you know, so... and, and again, it's not like we're going to have top overall draft pick because Seattle has it.
0: Right, it's not like, you know, hey, we we'll lose and look, you know, we're gonna, you know, climb in the draft to get somebody good, and it's like, no, it's, that's not gonna happen at all.
1: So, not sponsored or anything, but there's a website that I've used for obtaining tickets to certain events, one of them being a Broncos game, and uh, right now, and you know they're up in the nosebleeds, but you can get the cheapest seats for 32 dollars right now for Sunday's game yeah.
0: and you can still get them lots of good seats available
1: there are actually some pretty pretty darn good ones and for n- really for the what would normally be the cost of a Broncos I mean for God's sakes for less than a hundred bucks you can get almost section 132 row five 96 each yeah that's like and that's in the uh South stands, I believe.
0: All right, so you, I mean, what's the what's the one thing that's intriguing to you about Sunday's game with with the Broncos and the Cardinals? Which we'll have here on the team pregame at noon, by the way, on Sunday. I, I think, okay, maybe I've, threw, I've thrown some other things out there for you, pile. All right, because yesterday was a little bit of a slow start for the pile. Here's something maybe to focus in on. Are there too many bowl games? Yes. Probably so. Which leads me to promote the Cure Bowl coming up today. On the o'clock. Sports, Sports Network, UT San Antonio, a, a rising program. That's, that's a pretty darn good football program and has not been around that long. The Roadrunners taking on Troy. And that's one o'clock today, the Cure Bowl.
1: And talking with uh, Rio the other day, the way that their coverage is going to be is... There's not going to be a lot of hoopla. It's hey, we're here at the cure bowl. <laughs> it's nothing. and kickoffs underway.
0: It's not it's not a, there's not a big pregame game for it. It's one o'clock today, though. Which, Some college football. What about that, uh twelve different bowl games on throughout the course of the next week or so? And
1: and doesn't that kind of and look, we we enjoy carrying it. Don't get me wrong, because you know, that's moolah. That's that's scratch right there. But True. doesn't that also kind of answer the question if the If the question is, are there too many bowl games and the fact that there's just hardly any pregame show attached to it, (laughs) doesn't that kind of answer the question right there?
0: exactly. All right. So, um, are there too many bowl games? We'll we'll dive more into that later on. Also, um, Bobby Petrino still kicking around. How? (laughs) He was at Missouri State he is now moving on to UNLV to become the offensive coordinator at UNLV
1: cuz i can't think of anything that could go wrong with bobby petrino in the city of las vegas, nevada. No. That that's that's almost too good to be true.
0: Of course his his most infamous incident though happened when he was in arkansas, but you're right. I mean, <laughs> vegas there's
1: there's there's potential for um debauchery.
0: Yeah. I mean, he was a rising star. And, you know, first two seasons in Arkansas, he was 21-5. Went to their first BCS Bowl, first 11-win seasons in 77. And then he had the motorcycle crash with the woman on the bike that was not his wife. We're, and, and, and that th- led to the discovery that this uh, this affair... With the student athlete development coordinator. Remember, he had the press conference? He oh, had the yeah. neck,
1: neck brace he on. He had the neck brace on, and it was.
0: And then of course, he left the Falcons during the season when he was the head coach there. And uh, Anyway, he's now going to be the OC at uh, UNLV. Welcome to the Mountain West Conference, Bobby Petrino. All right, seven seventeen. We have a lot to get to on the program this morning. So, are, are there too many bowl games? We're going to see what happens with the t- expansion, of the college football playoffs. Yeah, we see some games go away, maybe, possibly, possibly because of that. I don't know. Uh, so, texture calls today, Chick Fil A breakfast team phone line nine seven zero two four two thirteen forty. Jim, along with cake today from uh, the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios. Time for
2: what's happening.
0: All right, start things out with Thursday night football last night. Brock Purdy threw for two touchdowns. San Francisco gets the win in Seattle last night, 21-13. It's a seven-game winning streak for the 49ers who are now ten and four on the season. The Avalanche couldn't dig out of a two-nothing deficit and their four to two loss to Buffalo last night in Denver. a got goals from Miko Ranton and Evan Rodriguez as they dropped to fifteen eleven and two. And tonight on the team, Nuggets score off against the Los Angeles Lakers this evening on the team. And uh, pregame for that starts at 7.30. Before that, we'll have the Cure Bowl today. UT San Antonio taking on Troy. And once again, that starts at 1 o'clock today for that one. The Colorado men's basketball team has won back-to-back games for the first time this season with an 84-60 drubbing of North Alabama last night in Boulder. The Buffs' Tristan DeSilva Silva had a monster game. He scored a career-best 25 points in the win for 6-5 and five CU. Buffs coach Tad Boyle is one win away from tying coach Sox Walseth for the most wins in school history. CU hosts Northern Colorado on Sunday. Host Palisade and Fruito Monument picked up wins in the first day of boys' play at the Palisade Winter Classic Basketball Tournament. Palisade defeated Montezuma Cortez 71-63. to Fruito Monument knocked off Delta 76-42. to Central and Grand Junction dropped their first games of the Winter Classic. Warriors fell to Mead 48-20. With the Tigers losing to Silver Creek forty-six to thirty-seven. We'll talk more about those games coming up in just a little bit. And um girls play. Furthermont was the only local girls' basketball team to get a win on the first night of the Palisade Winter Classic Tournament. Wildcats defeated Delta 49 to 27. Elsewhere Central lost to Meade 71 to 51. Grand Junction lost to Silver Creek 54-19. And Palisade lost to Devlin sixty to twenty-five on the first night of the winter. Classic. Uh, Grand Junction Tigers wrestling team won a 5 a title in 2018, but they have not... Uh... Reached the podium since then, the Tigers into this weekend's Warrior Classic, which is two wrestlers ranked in the on-the-mat top 15 rankings with the history of the program and their nine team titles. Tigers wrestling coach Tanner Ridgway says they're not shying away from that pedigree. It's a huge thing. I mean, I play off of it every single practice. In our
1: room, we've got all the names of the state champions and kind of being able to use that to, to motivate our
0: kids and just let them know, like, hey, you guys are part of something special. You've got a tradition to carry on and, and keep this thing going. Tigers wrestle at the Warrior Classic. That starts at 10 o'clock this morning out at Central High School. in a tune-up for the Warrior Classic, the Fruit of Monument wrestling team defeated North Severe, Utah 44-30. Wildcats 138 pounds, 6-ranked Will Stewart, 144-pound Collier Baldwin, 150-pound Bailey Blum finished with pins to win the match. The District 51 Phoenix Girls wrestling team beat Olathe 63-18 at the Farmington, New Mexico Christmas Clash. Phoenix wrestlers Kenya Contreras, Laurel Hughes, and JC Stewart all won by pin. And some great news for the Colorado Mesa Mavericks football program. The Kiwanis Club of Grand Junction donating $118,000 to go toward football scholarships. The CMU Foundation is matching that. Yesterday they had a uh, presentation at uh, Warehouse 2565 to coach uh, Miles Coachaver A check of $236,000 to go toward football scholarships. A huge, huge boost for the Maverick football program. We hope to maybe talk with Coach Aver about that. Coming up uh, later on. All right, 721, and that's a look at
2: what's happening.
0: All right, Jim, along with cake today from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios, the most trusted name in automobiles. So, coming up, we'll look back at uh, the Avs losing last night to Buffalo. Also, a big win for Colorado basketball last night in terms of getting Tad Boyle one win closer to tying Sox Walseth. And it wasn't even close. I watched part of it last night and. It was a blowout uh, last night at the Sea Events Center over North Alabama. So uh, we'll have uh, some sound from Tristan De Silva at a career best 25 last night. We'll have some of that coming up in just a little bit. All right. Are there too many bowl games? Is Nicole Jokic clearly the greatest nugget of all time? Or is he right now just the most decorated nugget of all time with Which back-to-back MVPs? Some would say he's the same thing. Could be. So Dexter, call us today. Your your main reason for watching the Broncos on Sunday? Because what else are you going to do
1: on a Sunday? Because yeah. listen, I still yeah. have Christmas shopping I need to get done. So
0: well, a lot of us still do. It's need to come up with a
1: white elephant gift for the family party. Need to figure out what my cousins want. You know,
0: it's it's a whole thing. that Bath Beyond, Home Depot, got a lot going on. It's a busy it's, weekend. Yep. But I'm sure you'll work in time to watch the Broncos. Because you're still a Broncos fan. Or at the very least, Come on, you you're know, still while, a fan. While driving around listening to, listening to Dave Logan here on exactly. the <laughs> They score a touchdown. Dave sounded like he's never seen them score a touchdown ever. What is this? Used to be, you know, when, when PFM was there, like we talked about the other day, that's a Denver Broncos touchdown. It's routine. Because it, it, so, it was such a routine. Now it's, I. they scored! I can't believe it! A screen
1: pass for a touchdown. Oh, How? Mac. Oh. All right,
0: 723. Love to hear from you today. Text or call us, Chick-fil-A Breakfast Team, phone line 970-242-1340. Fill your cup with Holiday Hoops cheer on Colorado's sports leader, the team. Welcome back, seven twenty-eight. Jim a lot of cake what? today. Listen I...
1: listen, this is I'm one not... of those guilty pleasure songs that I just I don't know. For no, whatever reason I'm, it was stuck in my head this to morning.
0: Poo poo the the talent of the late great Whitney Houston, but um, just I, I just I don't know if we've ever had a Whitney Houston return cut on the program before.
1: Well, you know, there's a chance for something new, I guess. Oh.
0: So okay, is this, is it is Whitney guilty pleasure or just gonna come on? You're playing, so you got to fully embrace it, right? Oh, for sure. You're gonna see the what? So the, aren't they doing a Whitney Houston biopic? They movie? are, and yeah.
1: they've actually they had a the, in the trailer they were showing her performance at the Super Bowl, the national anthem.
0: Still gives me goosebumps, man. It
1: and like they replicate it so well that it almost. Almost looks like they went in a time machine, and went went back to the Super Bowl to film it. It like it looks, darn near exact.
0: Do they uh, replicate Scott Norwood missing wide right? Uh,
1: don't know about that.
0: Thinking don't, of you, Mark. God bless you, Mark.
1: Yeah, I I don't know. I, I don't know if they're gonna have wide right as part of <laughs> the Whitney Whitney's Houston.
0: reaction.
1: Maybe that's how she met Bobby Brown. I don't know.
0: Uh, well, that. Turned out to be a really bad part of her life. Not good. Not good. All right. Not good. The Avalanche losing last night. Two they, Buffalo. Yeah, they fell to the depth. Yeah, two, once again, our late colleague. Uh, his, his team getting the win last night over the Avalanche. Four to two. Colorado dug themselves a hole. They fell behind two nothing. Fought their way back. They, they got a goal from Miko Rantanen. Got a goal from Evan Rodriguez, who made his return off the injured list. But part of the problem with the avalanche right now, I mean, among the fact that they're they're slowly getting guys back like Arturi Lekanen, like uh Valeria Nechushkin. Right. That that they, they right now they're so reliant on Miko Rantanen. If Miko Rantanen doesn't score goals, they're screwed. That the hat trick in St. Louis. Yep. I mean, Miko Moose is the guy that is the juice right now. The moose is loose, and he is the juice. And everybody else is in the caboose. That's as far as I can go today rhyming. That was good. As far as scoring for the Avalanche right now. There are days I even mildly impress myself. Uh, So, that's a problem right now. The Avs have had six multi-goal comeback wins from the beginning of January to the end of the Stanley Cup run last year. They haven't done that yet in the first 28 games of of this season.
1: Which goes to show one of two things for me. Number one, it shows that in that time frame that you mentioned, when they had the six come from behind wins, how potent their offense was then. Right. But also shows that if they don't get out to a lead from the start, that's trouble.
0: When you have... All the goal scores that they have. I mean, the, you know, Nathan McKinnon to obviously, you know, Gail though, McCar had a, had a mishandled puck last night that led to a goal for for Buffalo. But they got time. I mean, Gabriel Landeskog. I mean, they've got so many goal scorers. right? And the, the, it's easy when you had all that talent last year. Now, some Kadri, all that talent that that could come. You know, a, a two nothing deficit, no problem because you got a lot of guys who can put put rubber on the net and and they don't have that right now. Not as many there's you know the guys that are still getting themselves kind of back into into playing shape a little bit in Valeri Nichushkin and and Lekanen. Though The had a really good game the other night against Philadelphia, but yeah, I, I, I just right now it's just tough when you have so many guys out and your margin of error is so thin at this point in time for the Avalanche. And and like he said, "If you get, you get behind, you just, you just don't have as many guys scoring scoring the you know the, the puck and and with Miko Rantanen being so reliant on him, that's become a problem. So after the game, Jared Bednar talking about the loss to Buffalo. Finishing obviously wasn't good enough.
1: Their goalie was good though. Give him credit. You know, I don't think we had enough traffic to the net um, on some of our early chances. Didn't shoot the puck that well." Sleeping early. They got two in the first seven minutes. We didn't manage the puck properly, didn't defend hard enough, not enough intensity to our game. After the, I don't know, call it first 12 minutes of the game, we start to get going. Everything starts turning in our direction. We just couldn't score.
0: Avs continue with this current five-game homestand. They have the Predators tomorrow night uh, over in Denver. And then you had Colorado men's basketball last night. Buffalo's uh, fresh off that uh, trouncing of in-state rival CSU with Coach Prime in the building, in the building for what the last 14 minutes of the game. That's when CU just went crazy in that game last Thursday, crushing CU CSU by like what the the widest margin or one of the widest margins in that rivalry between those two. But last night, Colorado they they pick up their first back-to-back wins of the season. Take down North Alabama last night at uh, the CU Events Center, eighty-four to sixty, and so they're now six and five. Also, was win number two sixty for Tad Boyle. He's one victory shy of tying Coach Sox Walseth for the program record, and that can happen against Jeff Linder and uh, Northern Colorado on Sunday at uh, at Boulder. So, last night uh, Buffs get a great performance from Tristan de Silva. De Silva with a, a huge game for the junior career highs with 25 points, nine rebounds, and three steals. And uh, after the game, Tristan De Silva talking about uh, a career best performance on the floor last night.
2: Uh, it was great. Um, you know, I, I had my teammates out there uh, making sure I get I, I get my shots off and looking for me on offense. So. Um, They know I can knock those shots down, and and they were trusting me tonight with The Rock. How good does it feel
0: to get back-to-back wins for the first time this season and be able to build on that moving forward?
2: Yeah, we've been talking about that. Um, That's huge. Um, You know, we've been taking steps forward and and backwards um, every other game, so it's it's, uh, good to finally get two in a row. You didn't get a lot of free throw practice tonight, but it seemed like the rest of your team did with all the foul calls. How important is that aspect of your game? Uh, You guys have just had so many inconsistencies this year. So as a team, to know that that was something you could work on, game style. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, free throws are a huge part, uh, especially when shots aren't falling. You know, uh, getting to the free throw line, getting some easy, easy looks uh, from the line. Um, So that was that was a big part tonight, and uh, you know, we got to the foul line a lot, and that was good for us.
0: All right, that's Tristan DeSilva the Buffaloes, audio courtesy of the Pac-12 Network. K.J. Simpson had the monster game against the the Rams last Thursday. He had uh, 12 points last night, 27 in that win over uh, CSU. So, uh, once again, the Buffs take on Northern Colorado in Boulder on Sunday, and a win for Tad Boyle would uh, tie him for the most wins in program history. The well, that's not going to be easy. Uh, Northern Colorado with a, a good win against CSU here a while back. But uh, the Buffs starting to maybe play more consistent basketball. They've been very much a Jekyll and Hyde team to start out this season. But they've also played some some really good competition as well, like Tennessee, who they got a win against uh, earlier earlier this season. All right, seven thirty six, Jim, along with Cake today. Are there too many bowl games? And what's the thing that you're wa- going to watch the Broncos, you know, Cardinals game and and have the thing that you're. The thing you're kind of hanging your hat on, this is the reason, outside of being a fan, and you watch because you're a fan, what's the other reason that you're watching on Sunday? To see Randy Gregory make his return?
1: Yeah. Just the defense in general, I, I would... And I know that PS2 got a his first interception last week against Patty Mahomes. I want a Patrick Sertan pick six at some point before the end of the year 2022 or the end of the 2022-23 regular season. I want a PS2 pick 6 from my boy Pat Sertan not
0: That's all you want for Christmas.
1: That's really all <laughs> I want for Christmas.
0: Uh, let's see. Got a text here, a name texter. Do you see any similarities with Purdy and Tom Brady when we replaced Drew Bledsoe? You could be right, Jim. The 49ers look legit I yeah, I, I don't want to put the cart before the horse. I don't I don't want to get that's that's a pretty that's a pretty um, lofty yeah you know, yeah you know, lofty comparison. Could it play out that way? Yeah, it, it's entirely possible. I, I read a, a piece about Brock Purdy yesterday, and at one point he was considering going to Alabama. He met Nick Saban. <laughs> And he said, the guy doesn't know anything about me.
2: When oh. Saban
0: sat down and said, well, you're too short, you're not that athletic, your accuracy's not that great. And, and Purdy's like, okay, I'll, I'll grant you the first two about me as a football player. But one of Purdy's attributes has always been his accuracy. Right. Going back to being a, a high school quarterback, he's always been a very accurate thrower. And so when, when Saban said that to him, he's kind of like, well, okay, how about taking a little bit of time? He took it as a personal insult. He wasn't, he wasn't dazzled by Nick Saban. And he's like, look, you didn't take the time to, to really watch my tape and know me as a player. And if you're not going to take that time, then why do I want to come here and play? Because you're already, you're already, you already are making... Judgments about me that are not accurate, and so that's that's why I ended up going to Iowa State because Matt Campbell's like you can come here and you're going to be a star. You're going to have every opportunity to be our quarterback. And Robert had a text about him that apparently Robert Robert's a fan, kind of like our friend Butch, a fan of a lot of football teams, a lot of organizations, huh. and Iowa State's among them. Just giving just giving you some grief, Robert. Um, you know, Purdy is a grinder. He is, he is a guy that watching him play, watching him play quite a bit at Iowa State. Tough guy. His completion percentage is always pretty good in that upper 60s, 70 mark throughout was the course a, of his career. was always pretty good. Yeah, I know. And, and Robert has the pretty good. Robert, can I give you a tip? If you have to explain that it's a joke, maybe it's – Maybe it's maybe, it's maybe just uh, – Because <laughs> yeah. he – did. See, get it, planned words. Yeah, we we were rolling up with the Purdy thing last week, and like, okay, stop it. But good to hear from you this morning, Robert. We're giving some grief.
1: To answer the question, are there any similarities between Brady and Brock Purdy? I think anytime there's a sort of underdog quarterback to come up through the ranks, not overly
0: athletic, but right, smart, kind of good a guy, good thrower of the ball, you
1: know. Anytime that happens and it's happened a few times there's always always going to be Brady comparisons
0: yeah your guys accurate I should say you know and that's 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 where the comparisons are
1: and look if the 49ers make it all the way to the Super Bowl which they have a chance and Brock Purdy is the one that's hoisting the Lombardi trophy at the end of the year then it's I mean then the Cavalcade of Brady comparisons will be non-stop we'll be talking about it probably
0: i always liked watching him play at iowa state you know did i think he was an elite quarterback one of the top three quarterbacks in the country no thought he was definitely a top 10 quarterback right i, I always thought he was really good consistent didn't make a ton of mistakes athletic enough i mean is it was he trey lance no But a guy that can make plays, and obviously a guy that showed some toughness last night playing through an injury right? To, to start last night for them when they needed him in there. I, yeah, there's a lot of things I, I like about Brock Purdy, and that's looking like a genius pick in the part right now of John Lynch. Uh, I got one from Jim D, my, you? My, my doppelganger. I have no problem with the number of bowl games. My wife would not agree. Just more <laughs> football. Some don't mean a lot, but probably does for the players and programs. If you don't want to watch a particular game, then skip it. There you that's, go. Uh, that's good. That's good, Jim. Our uh, our buddy Chris Britt, and he's done this for decades. His goal is to watch at least five minutes, five minutes of game action, not commercials, not halftime, five, not pregame,
1: five minutes
0: of every in-game. bowl game, and he pretty much has done it every single year. Even before you could watch a game on your on your phone, or if they were on, you know, going someplace for for the holiday break, and right, oh, okay, you got to pop on the the Jiffy Lube Bowl, you know, we, we had to like run to the hotel, run to the airport bar, and watch it on on TV for for five minutes. He's managed to do that pretty much every year. I might have to see if he can come in today and explain this how the the strange fascination with watching. Every single bowl game started for one Christopher Britt. I'd like to hear his thoughts on that of what, because I, I I know I've asked him in this in the past, right? But it is a a strange tradition that he has, and it's not like he has to watch every single game, all from you know start to finish. It's just five minutes, just five minutes, just five minutes,
1: five and that, good minutes.
0: And that's all he. That's all he needs uh let's see scott teal this morning good morning scott happy friday fellas you too uh looking forward to sunday's game to watch fort morgan alum that's right trey mcbride former csu ram arizona cardinals tied end. good on brock love seeing the underdogs get their chance and succeed cheers you too scott happy holidays to you and your family uh dylan happy friday Main reason I'm watching the Broncos on Sunday is because when it's summer and I'm bored on Sundays in the summer, I'd rather watch bad football than no football at all. True, Dylan. Uh, there aren't too many bowl games. The Avs need Landis back soon. They do. Marty this morning. Denver Nuggets in general. He's got a couple things. Okay, Let's go back to the, his first text. Concerning Nikola Jokic being the greatest of all time, I think people tend to forget how great and how dominant David Thompson was. Granted, he never won an MVP, but he's in the Hall of Fame. I think we need to wait until the Joker story is completely written to make that determination. Denver Nuggets in general, I think this team is so deep and so talented offensively that they subconsciously think they can outscore anybody and turn on the defense needed. This may well be, uh, turn out to be the kiss of death in the playoffs if they don't see the light. And, and look, Michael Blow's been trying to get them to see that light for a very long time.
1: Oh, yeah. And, and, and that's, that's the thing is it, it I think even, um, when we had earlier on this week, earlier on the show, Bill Hanslick, he was saying, look, he's been, like you said, Michael Malone's been trying to preach defense, 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 defense for this Nuggets team for quite a while. And when they play good defense, it actually elevates their offense. It elevates their offense to a point where, yeah, now you're talking about a a team that's able to outscore anybody but you got to get there first. You got to set up your offense. You got to give them chances. You got to have opportunities. You got to create opportunities. You got to get rebounds, you got to create turnovers, you got to get steals. You got to do the other things first. You know, it's it's sort of the eat your vegetables before you eat your dessert sort of thing. Right. So,
0: how can you have your pudding if you don't eat your meat? Ex- to quote to quote Pink Floyd. Exactly. All right, so um, I like the way the texts are rolling in this morning. Good stuff from everybody. Really good stuff this morning, and happy holidays once again. Oh, yes. And uh, just a quick reminder, we'll be off on Friday, next Friday. So um, we'll be here, though, for the following Friday, but four-day week next week, and uh, I believe you're going to be gone the following week. I will be. So Buckeye is going to be in on a a rare Friday appearance for the Buckeye boy on the 30th. That's going to be shocking. So I'm in here on a Friday. All right, 746, and uh, we'll recap uh, some of the basketball action from last night at the uh, Palisade Winter Classic. Time right now, though, for sound check.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story, and I need all of you to stop what
2: you're doing and listen.
1: So as the holidays rapidly approach, it's the time of year for forgiveness and, dare I say, Miracles. Inside the NBA on TNT, Charles Barkley and Shaq had quite honestly a beautiful moment on the show earlier this week. We have so much fun on this show. People like, yo, man, do you and Shaq really hate each other? <laughs> I said, man, stop it. That's the question I get more than any other is Shaq and Shaq and Charles. Like I, I, you know what I have? hear more than anything? Shaq telling me, yeah, I do really hate Charles. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll but I, 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 I I tell you, man, you are. First of all, we all make mistakes, but you are one of the most genuine people. You're one of the most fun people that I've ever been around. Obviously, you know the basketball stuff is self-explanatory. I mean, you're one of the greatest to ever do it. But I tell people, man, I love messing with you on the show. I, I would never fight your big ass. Number one, not fair. But you, man, you've had an <laughs> not fair uh, on uh, which uh, side? Yeah, you made you've had an amazing uh, life, and I'm glad to share it with you. Yeah. And we're glad that you've shared it through the doc as well. Oh, oh, is this going to happen? Oh, is this is, really going to happen? It's Christmas. It's Christmas. Oh, it's Christmas time. Yeah. It's Christmas time. What's anybody not? got any eventual oh, call?
2: Oh, they hugging together. <laughs> oh, I oh,
1: I'd oh. never see yeah. it. You no,
0: know, it's guys. So there you go. Shaq and Chuck hugging it out. Love is in the air. For the holidays. This holiday season. I've not watched the Shaq documentary yet on uh, HBO Max. I'm gonna have to watch that. Ooh, I didn't know documentary about about uh, about Shaq. All right, seven forty eight. Glad those guys are getting along,
1: hugging it out on TV, no less.
0: We'll take a break. We'll uh, recap some of the basketball action from last night out at the Palisade Winter Classic. That's on the way next on the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network. Cuckoo and woony and crazy. The Jim Davis Show on Colorado Sports Leader, the yeah. Alright, 752. I'm even kind of digging the Whitney Houston thing you played earlier. That's okay. It's kind of fun. I like this. A little swing. Little I like Brian it.
1: Setzer for you.
0: Uh, if you get a chance to see him. In concert, he played at uh, Las Colonias several years ago. Right, went saw it. Unbelievable, he's incredible. I bet. Watch the Brian Setzer Orchestra. I bet. All right, uh, let's get to the Palisade Winter Classic that started uh, last night at a Palisade High School. And we'll start with the boys. Uh, Palisade and Furta Monument getting wins last night at the tournament. Palisade uh, defeated Montezuma Cortez seventy-one to 13 points from Justin Sanchez in that one. Hit a couple of threes in that game. Bulldogs are now five and two. Fertile Monument is uh, seven and zero. Oh. They knocked off Delta seventy-six to forty-two. The Wildcats, Daniel Thomason, who was our Scotties Complete Car Care Center Athlete of the Week yesterday. Nice night for him. 18 points with the Panthers' Tucker Johnson leading Delta with 12 points. Panthers are 1-3 uh, and three on the season after that loss. Central and Grand Junction dropped their first games of the Winter Classic. The Warriors fell to Meade 48-20 to slip to 5-2. and two. Braylon Scott and Christian Miller each scored 7 points apiece for Central. Tigers lost to Silver Creek 46-37 with Will Applegates 12 points leading Grand Junction. Tigers are 2-5. and five. In today's games, Fruto Monument faces Meade. At 4.30 in the winner's bracket, with Central taking on Delta at the same time in the consolation bracket. Palisade plays Silver Creek in the winner's bracket at 7.30 at Grand Junction playing Montezuma-Cortez in the consolation bracket at 7.30. Championship game is set for 1.30 tomorrow at Palisade High School. Fruita Monument was the only local girls basketball team to get a win on the first net of the Palisade Winter Classic Tournament. Wildcats defeated Delta 49-27, as is now 6-1. and one. Panthers are 1-3. and Ninth-ranked Central lost to top-ranked 5A Mead 71 51 with Christina Manzanares and Brendan Wagner each scoring 14 points apiece. Warriors are now 4 2. Grand Junction lost to Silver Creek 54 19 to fall to 0 6. Host Palisade lost to Diavelin 60 25. They slipped to 2 5. So in games today, Fruit Monument plays Mead at 3 o'clock in the winners' bracket with Silver Creek and Diavelin in the other semifinals. Central faces Delta 3 today in the consolation bracket with Grand Junction and Palisade at 6 in the other consolation game. The championship game is set for noon tomorrow at Palisade. And both Montrose basketball teams were in action last night. Montrose boys are now 6-1 and one as Ryan Voringer's basketball team gets a win against Canyon City, 51-30. Steve Skiff and the Montrose girls, they're also 6-1 of the season. They were winners against Middle Park, 56-12. And in that one for uh, the Red Hawks, a big game from um, Briar Moss, she had 22 points to lead Montrose to the victory. Once again, both those teams are 6-1. and one. And should mention that the Warrior Classic gets underway this morning out at Central High School. Some of the best wrestling teams from the West will be out there competing. And uh, that all starts at 10 o'clock this morning out at Central High School. So make sure you don't miss the Warrior Classic that runs through tomorrow out at Central High School. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back, talk a little NFL next hour. Are we going to see Russell Wilson play Sunday? Mm, it's not I looking. Doubt real, it. It's not looking real likely. We'll, we'll get into that coming up. Also, Brock Purdy was pretty good last night against Seattle. We'll have that and more coming up on the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network.